Jesus told the Jewish high priest and all the council that he was coming in the clouds of heaven. That is the message I have for you today, ladies and gentlemen. Let's dig into the word of God once again. Go to Mark chapter 14. That's in the New Testament. We're going to look at verses 53 to 55. It says, And they led Jesus away to the high priest, and with him were assembled all the chief priests and the elders and the scribes. And Peter followed him afar off, even into the palace of the high priest. And he sat with the servants and warmed himself at the fire. And the chief priest and all the council sought for witness against Jesus to put him to death and found none. So right off the bat, ladies and gentlemen, let's get a picture of what's happening here. This is all the religious uh, bigwigs, if you would, uh, of that time. They, they were on a mission, and their mission was to get Jesus Christ off of this earth. Many times they sought to kill him. You know, if you read the gospel accounts, you know that Jesus identified himself as the Son of God, and we know that that irritated them to uh, come out against him because they believed it was blasphemous. Uh, not only that, he did things on the Sabbath that they did not like. So uh, you, you need to understand that this has been going on for a while. So once again, let me re repeat that last verse there, verse 55. It says, And the chief priests and all the council sought for witness against Jesus, listen, to put him to death. Okay? So, and they found none. So you're going to find out that they were doing the best that they could. They were bringing false witnesses, and even the false witnesses could not agree. Let's go to Mark 14, uh, 56 to 59 verses. It says, For many bear false witness against him, but their witness agreed not together. And there arose certain and bear false witness against him, saying, We heard him say, I will destroy this temple that is made with hands, and within three days I will build another made without hands. But neither so did their witness agree together. So you have this whole thing going on. They're trying to uh, nail it, if you would. They want to show this man to be guilty, but they're bringing in these witnesses, and, and they're all lying, okay? So even their witness would not agree. And, and what they said here, they said, look, this guy, he said, I'm going to destroy this temple that's made with hands, and in three days I'll build another made without hands. That's not what he said. I'm going to show you what Jesus actually said. You go to John chapter 2, let's look at verses 18 to 22. It says, Then answered the Jews and said unto him, What signs showest thou unto us, seeing that thou doest these things? Jesus answered and said unto them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Then said the Jews, Forty and six years was this temple in building, and wilt thou rear it up in three days? But he spake of the temple of his body. When therefore he was risen from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this unto them, and they believed the scripture and the word which Jesus had said. So what, what was Jesus doing? 
He was talking about his own death and resurrection. He says, you destroy this temple, speaking of his own physical body. He says, in three days, I'm going to raise it up again. So now the false witnesses were coming along and they're saying, look, he's saying that I'll destroy this temple that it's made with hands. That's not what he said. He was talking about his own body. And in three days, I'll build another uh, temple made without hands. Okay. So you see that they're all lying, folks. And they were twisting the words. All right. So very important what the Lord did mean that he said, you destroy this temple. He was talking, as I said, about his own death and resurrection. He says, I'm getting back up again. Glory to God. This is what the gospel is all about, folks. All right. So uh, let's go now to Mark 14. Uh, we're going to look at verses 60 to 62. So let's see what happened. It says, and the high priest, this is the Jewish high priest, stood up in the midst and asked Jesus, saying, Answerest thou nothing? What is it which these witness against thee? But he held his peace and answered nothing. Again the high priest asked him and said unto him, Art thou the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? And Jesus said, I am. And ye shall see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. So, Keep in mind that uh, this is the religious Jewish crowd, folks. As I said, this is the whole council. It's the high priest, you got the chief priest, you got the elders, you got the scribes. This is it. You know, this point in time, this was a pivotal moment, folks. We're talking about the gospel of Jesus Christ. So here's all the leadership, all the Jewish leadership. This is important. This is, you need to understand what's taking place here. And the high priest is questioning Jesus, all right? And for a time, he remained silent. And in fact, if you look at Isaiah chapter 53, it talks about that, that, that he was uh, going to remain silent. I mean, prophecy being fulfilled right here, folks. It says he held his peace and answered nothing. Again, the high priest, the Jewish high priest, asked him and said unto him, Listen, art thou the Christ? Now, the word Christ means Messiah. So basically he's saying, are you the Messiah, the Son of the Blessed, or the Son of God? Look at Jesus' answer here. I am. Okay? So Jesus answered, yes, I am. That's what he's saying. I am. And now listen to what he says here. And ye shall see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. And folks, I'm going to show you, that's talking about the second coming of Christ. Hallelujah. So what happened after Jesus said yes, you know, he answered, I am. He was asked by the high priest, are you the Messiah? I am. Here's what happened. Verse 63, Then the high priest rent his clothes and said, what need we any further witnesses? Ye have heard the blasphemy. What think ye? And they all condemned him to be guilty of death. What? Okay, I'm going to read this again, folks. It says, then the high priest, this is the Jewish high priest, rent his clothes, he tore his clothes, 
And he said, What need we any further witnesses? Ye have heard the blasphemy. What think ye? And they all, it's the whole council, and they all condemned him to be guilty of death. Okay? This is a pivotal moment, as I said, folks. This is when the Jewish people rejected Jesus Christ and condemned him to be guilty of death. Keep in mind, the whole council, as I said, the Jewish high priest, the chief priest, the elders, the scribes, they all agreed, and they condemned him to be guilty of death. Wow. So this is shortly before, obviously, the cross when Christ was slain on the cross, ladies and gentlemen. But I want you to see now uh, what the Lord said. He said you know, when he was asked if he was the Christ, if he was the Messiah and the Son of the Blessed, and Jesus said, I am, listen to this, and ye shall see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. Wow. I'm going to show you folks how this is all tied to the Old Testament. Daniel chapter 7, verses 13 to 14. I'm going to show you why Jesus answered exactly the way he did. Daniel 7, verses 13 and 14. I saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him, and there was given him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed. Hallelujah. So who's coming? It says here, the Son of Man is coming. And his dominion, folks, is everlasting. It's an everlasting dominion. So his kingdom, we know it's an everlasting kingdom. And it's a kingdom that shall not be destroyed, folks. You want to come into the kingdom of God? You need to get saved. You want to come into the kingdom of God and be part of this everlasting kingdom? You must be born again. You see, if you're not born again, you're not in that kingdom, folks. You're still outside. Listen to me. There's one way through Jesus Christ. He paid the price for you on the cross. Shed his blood. You can be justified before Almighty God by that blood. If you've never been saved, if you've never been born again of the Spirit, you are outside that kingdom. I don't care. You go to church every day if, if you want and still be unsaved, folks, and still end up in hell. Unless you're born again God's way. Read John chapter 3, okay? You'll find out how to be born again. So who's coming? It says the Son of Man. So when the Lord was speaking to this Jewish council, which included the high priest, the chief priest, the elders and the scribes, when he was talking to them, this is what he was talking about. He says, I'm the guy. You know that guy that Daniel spoke about back there in chapter 7? That's me. Glory to God. That's what he's telling them, folks. Hey, remember that guy? That's me. You know the guy who's coming one day? He's going to wrap this whole thing up. He's going to judge the world. You know, I am that guy. That's what Jesus was saying, folks. And that's why the reaction was so strong from this Jewish 
uh, counsel, the leadership. And I'm going to tie it in now with the New Testament, show you how this is indeed speaking of the Son of Man when he comes again. Hallelujah. Let's go to Matthew 24, verses 27 to 29. For as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Hallelujah. Did you see that, folks? It says the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. So when the Lord was standing before that Jewish council, that is exactly what he was telling them. Oh, yes, he knew he was about to be killed by them, folks. I mean, come on, just read the Bible. It's right there in the scriptures. Plain as the nose on your face. Shortly before they brought him in to, to be crucified, okay? So, so here it is here. He's saying, look, I'm coming in the clouds of heaven. My, oh, my. And that's when they said they condemned him uh, to death. Let's, let's uh, validate that even more. Go to Mark chapter 13, verses 24 to 27. It says, But in those days after that tribulation, the sun shall be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars of heaven shall fall, and the powers that are in heaven shall be shaken, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And then shall he send his angels and shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from the uttermost part of the earth to the uttermost part of heaven. When the Lord comes back, folks, that's it. Case closed. He's going to gather all the people, the elect, the saints of God. I mean, if we happen to be alive when the Lord comes back, that includes you if you've been truly saved justified by the blood of Jesus Christ, born again of the Spirit, you will be part of that crowd. But if you are not, you will not be part of that crowd, folks. So this is the day that the believer is waiting for. Oh, yes. So who's coming, folks? The Son of Man, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So we see how the prophecy, once again, it flows beautifully. The Old Testament into the New Testament. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 15. For this we say unto you, by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, and the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Hallelujah, folks. Talking about the coming of the Lord. It's not going to be a secret event, folks. It's going to be allowed. He's coming with a shout. 
with the voice of the archangel, the trump of God. Okay? So, folks, this is talking about the second coming. Folks, when, when that happens, that's it. Case closed. It's over. It's over, folks. So, folks, do you know him? I mean, it couldn't be any clearer, folks. All throughout the gospel accounts, you see the persecution of the Lord's own people, the Jewish people persecuting Christ. I mean, if you if you argue with that, folks, you really don't you really don't want the truth. That's all I can say to you, folks. It's it's from from uh, Matthew, Mark, and you go to Luke, you go to John. I mean, come on, folks. This is the Word of God. I'm reading the Word of God, reading from the King James Version here. My oh my. Let's go to Acts 4, 10 to 12 as we wrap this up, folks. I want to make it clear to you, whoever you are out there, uh, that it's only Christ. Be it known unto you all, Acts 4, 10 to 12, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Could it be any clearer than what I just said to you? Here's Peter talking to the people of Israel. And he says that by the name of Jesus Christ, listen now, whom ye crucified. You know, with, with all these new Bible versions coming out, folks, I, I wonder how long the, these words will be left in the Bible. Oh my, oh my, how people are being duped and deceived in the days in which we're living in, folks. You know, you go to most churches today, they'll be, they'll be reading from five different versions just in one message. I, I mean, it's unbelievable, you know, folks? Uh, so keep that in mind. It says, here's Peter saying to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, hallelujah, whom God raised from the dead, even by him does this man stand here before you whole. Look at verse 12. Don't ever forget this verse. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Did you hear that? Do you know the Lord today, Jewish or Gentile? Are you absolutely sure that you're Right with God. Have you ever been born again of the Spirit? Can you say that you're absolutely sure you know you're going to heaven? Can you say, I know I've been justified by the blood of Jesus Christ. I know. I've been born again of the Spirit. You know that Jesus is the only... Yeah, right there, folks. There's a question for you. If you've been truly saved and been born again, if you deny that Jesus Christ is the only way, then I would say there's a good chance you probably were never saved. Because anybody who's been born again of the Spirit, you know the gospel is true. I mean, folks, when I was born again of the Spirit, I knew there was no other way. And if you think there are other ways to heaven, other paths to heaven, then, then basically you make God a liar. I mean, it's right here. It's all over the Scriptures. Eternal life is found in the Son. 
You're not believing the testimony that God gave of his son, that, that eternal life was found in him only. You find that in 1 John chapter 5. Read it, folks. I mean, we're talking about your soul. We're talking about where you are going to spend eternity. Okay? You're born again of the Spirit, not by baptism, not by infant baptism as I grew up learning in the Catholic Church. It's a lie. You're not born again when you're baptized as a baby. A baby can't turn around, look up at the, at the priest and say, I repent. It's, it's, it's ridiculous, folks. But literally hundreds of millions of people have been deceived by such teaching. So you're hearing the truth here once again, folks. And I'm going to leave it right there. You have a great day and a blessed day in the Lord Jesus Christ.